everybody. Welcome back to the second episode of The Shop Podcast. My name is Matt and I'm your host and today we are joined by a very special guest. Some of you may know him as Big Todd, but he is my father, Todd Weiss, um, longtime archer and instructor, um, not only for others, but also for me and really shaped and grew my love for the outdoors and I owe a lot of that to him. So today we're talking to him about the basics of archery form and how to get into archery. So today this podcast is taking place next to a bonfire up at our cottage. Um, so if you hear some fire crackling in the background, that's what that is. Without further ado, let's dive right in with Big Todd. Welcome Big Todd to the podcast. Do you have anything you want to say to get started? No, thank you for having me. Look forward to the yeah, you are having the podcast. Yeah, you are. Um, so we'll dive right into some of the questions I wrote up for you. Um, how did you get into archery? So on and off, I took a archery class in college, but that didn't really trigger me getting into archery so much. Um, I took a job with an employer in Madison, and he was in archery and uh, had given me a bow and took me out hunting a couple times. Which piqued my interest, but I really didn't follow up on that. And then when we moved uh, to Oregon, Wisconsin, uh, my neighbor talked me into joining Oregon Sportsman's Club. And they had given me his old bow, and I started shooting in league there. And that's what really piqued my interest and got me into shooting. So I know you don't only shoot, you also teach archery at this point, And you've been an instructor for almost as long as I can remember. Um... How long have you been doing that, and what got you into being an instructor? Uh, so I've been doing that, I think, roughly 15 years. I haven't really kept track too close, uh, but about that length of time. And, again, I was shooting league at the local sportsman's club, and one of the guys there was an instructor, and hit up with him, and he asked if I'd come home help on a Saturday, and started doing that, and I really enjoyed it, and I got certified and have been teaching ever since. Who can get into archery? Like, who is archery for? Well, that's one of the great things about archery. I think a lot of people overlook the fact that it's probably one of the very few family sports. Everyone in the family can do it. Um, and from extremely young age. I mean, as soon as you're old enough to pull back a bow, we've seen five-year-olds shooting bows. Yeah. Uh, typically more eight-year-olds and up. Yeah. But the great thing is the entire family can shoot it. Mom, dad, kids, everyone can shoot it. And you can all go to tournaments together. That's one of the great things about it. Yeah, so how would someone go about getting involved? I know it's different everywhere and a little bit different for each person, but where do you think is a good place to start? So I would highly recommend looking up an area sportsman's club or uh, archery shop to see if they have lessons. That's a great way to get started in it and start meeting people and getting familiar with the sport and what's available. Uh, we're very fortunate in our area of the state. Uh, we have a lot of clubs in the area who all teach an archery class. As a matter of fact, uh, I know some of the one of the instructors in the area is a woman that I had taught to teach archery. I taught her in one of my classes, and now she's branched off, and she's an instructor teaching at another club. Um, but we have a lot of clubs in our area who offer uh, great classes, and it's January through March of the year is typically when you can find them. But there's also lots of archery shops in the area, and they offer classes year-round. So, say you find a club, do I need experience to get involved, or is it something that will, like most clubs, be welcoming to like help me get started and get me involved, or do I need an experience? Do I need to have the equipment all the time? Talk to me a little bit about what that would be like if, say, I had nothing and I'm coming into it. Yep. 
Uh, I know almost all the programs in our area at local sportsman's clubs, uh, you just pay the fee to come shoot, and we supply everything else. All you have to do is walk in the door, uh, pay for the class, and you're good to go. We provide the bows, the arrows, the targets, everything. All you have to do is show up. And we are strictly uh, primarily geared towards novices who have never shot before. Yeah. So with that, the stigma kind of comes with it like, oh, you shoot archery, you must deer hunt. Do you think hunting is a requirement of it or is it something you could totally pick up without having any interest in deer hunting? Uh, Absolutely not. Hunting is not required at all. There's a lot of people who shoot strictly target shooting. That's all they do. They don't go hunting and that's perfectly acceptable. Um, and there's some people, the only reason why they do any target shooting is strictly for hunting. So you got both ends of the spectrum and there's absolutely no stigma to either side of the spectrum. On your side, like you teach these people who come in and really have no experience. What motivates you to want to do that? Like what, what helps you to want to get other people involved in the sport? I just really enjoy watching kids learning how to shoot and helping them uh, hit their first bullseye. And I know one of the things we do is we'll hang up balloons down there and they get to shoot a balloon and how excited the kids are at shooting a balloon their first time. I think that's just a lot of enjoyment of watching people learn how to do it and start to enjoy a sport that I also love. Yeah, and I've been there for that and that is truly a special moment when the kids really get into it and get excited for the sport. It, It helps the passion and the sport grow, which I think is super helpful for everyone. Um, so say I wanted to get my friends involved, but I'm not a certified instructor and I don't really know how to coach, but I shoot myself. How would I go about getting one of my friends involved? Do you think I'd look for a class still, or is there a way that I can teach them or, um, kind of what are your thoughts on that? I would highly recommend going to a class, uh, versus just being taught in the backyard, uh, strictly because the classes usually have instructional bows. Bows are fitted based upon your draw length. And instructional bows are set up to handle any draw length, uh, where most bows are set to a fixed draw length. And so it's very difficult if you're going to start out using grandpa's bow or something like that that you pull out of the closet and want to shoot. The newer bows are so dramatically different in the amount of let off and the lower poundages that they can do for you to start learning. It's very difficult to learn on a bow that you can barely pull back. And I've seen a lot of people try that make that mistake mm-hmm. and they get easily discouraged by that and i think you want to make sure you start out with the bow that's easy for you to handle and the setup for your draw length yeah and i think speaking from my own experience like you see some people who know somebody and try to pull back a bow and it's too heavy or it hurts or the drawing's too long they end up slapping their arms and having a bad experience and i think it turns them off to the sport rather than turns them on to it um uh, marie comes to example with guns you know we, she had gone shooting and someone to give her actual turkey shells to practice with rather than target shells. And she was scared to pull the trigger because of how hard the thing kicked. And I think you want that first experience of the sport to be positive. And I think that goes a long way when getting people involved. So again, I would agree. Um, the Genesis bows are a great option if someone wants to learn and get started. Um, but I think a pro shop or an archery class is going to give you the best bang for your buck and benefit to get someone involved. And there's other opportunities as well. Uh, NASP, National Archery in the Schools Program, which surprisingly is not as popular in this area, but is popular in other parts of the state and across the country. That's also a great way for kids to get experience to archery and get exposed to it for the first time. Yeah, so 
kind of with that if i'm looking for that do you have any advice for finding a club or something in the area like is it just turn to google and see what comes up or are there other places to look google's your friend i would start there that's where i would start my search but also talk to neighbors and friends especially if you know people who are into hunting uh they might know a local sportsman's club and be able to help you get pointed in the right direction again building off this for someone who's looking to get into it how much does it cost to get into archery, whether it be for the course or to get their first setup? Like how much do you think is a realistic budget for somebody to set for that? So I would highly discourage just going out and buying a bow until you've done a class or something like that. And because it's an investment of money and time and you want to make sure you're going to enjoy the sport before you do that. So that was one of the great things about the archery classes and the sportsman's clubs in our area. We pay like $50 for a five or six week class and the classes are like an hour 45 minutes long each and we provide all the equipment so you come in try out the equipment find out if you like it or not then if you do like it you can turn around and buy yourself a genesis bow and you're probably going to be putting out a couple hundred bucks so two to 250 i would say they get a complete setup bow arrows uh finger tabs or something like that to get started shooting yeah i think I think with that too, with the only 50 bucks for five or six weeks to start trying it, get to use the equipment in a setting where you're being taught and trained and really having a good experience, I feel like that's relatively low barrier to entry, low cost. Like you can shell out $50 for a couple of weeks, you know, for most people, that's not a huge investment. Um, so I agree. I think that is a really good way to get people started, but then yeah, Genesis bow would be a good option. Otherwise, um, a lot of pro shops, you can find a, a highly adjustable, technically youth bow, but can fit almost anyone. I shot one and I'm six foot four with a 30 inch draw and I was shooting a youth bow until just a few months ago. So I definitely think that would be a good option too down the road. Um, I think Absolutely. definitely getting involved and learning and really checking it out first the way that i would recommend that route would definitely be a course or a local club or something um so kind of a a buzz question what do you think are the three most important things to archery three most important things to archery regarding the shooting so like how do i get better at it what are the three most important things i should remember uh um posture or stance uh making sure you have good form um not slapping the trigger if you're using a trigger release, making sure you pull slowly and follow through. Don't drop your bow arm. Yeah. You know, or try peeking where the arrow goes. I yeah. think those are the three biggest ones. Totally agree on those. I think those are really important. Um, flipping back to um, recruiting people to sport, how do you recruit people to the sport? So if there's someone who currently shoots but doesn't really know how to recruit people, do you have any advice on how to recruit your friends or how to recruit people who may be interested but have never done it before go with them to the club bring them along see what let them see what it's all about what let them watch you shoot see what you're doing talking to them about it and introduce them to a class okay i agree i think that is a really good way to get people involved um, and help to recruit them into uh, the sport that we love so much um so this one i think i already know the answer but what is your favorite way to shoot your bow hunting 3d or target uh, I have to say I love target shooting. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite is this spot shooting uh, during winter league and stuff. I'm not exactly sure why, but I just love that. I just enjoy going out to the club and spending a couple hours shooting at target. So what would be your least favorite? 
I think I already know the answer, and can you elaborate why it would be your least favorite? <laughs> It'd be 3D shooting with you, because you kick my butt. <laughs> um, so, going back into form, but like... <laughs> it's really not least favorite. I enjoy that. I enjoy our time together out there doing that. Um, and I think it's a lot of fun between the two of us razzing each other when we're out there shooting. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's definitely one of my favorite. That's why I get razzled in target because you always kick my butt when we're indoor. So I like going outside <laughs> to get some revenge and win every once in a while. Um, can you walk me through like some of the basics of good form, like where to start, where to look if, if you're already into shooting, where do you look to like common issues or someone who just wants to know what good form is like what are a couple main bullets that you would walk them through uh standing straight up and down um probably one of my weak areas as far as in my form but having good posture of standing tall straight uh forming the letter t with your arms um i see a lot of people like of a too long or too short of a draw length where you're pulling way back behind your ear or way up in front of your face uh, having the right draw length will really help your form. Also, keeping that elbow up. Uh, some people like to pull that elbow down on their draw arm. You want to make sure that's straight in line with the arrow when you pull back. Uh, and the biggest thing as far as preventing injury is on your bow arm, make sure you keep your elbow pointed out. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes uh, people do is they're kind of overextending and pushing too hard on a bow that's too much for them. Their elbow pulls in. And that brings your arm in closer to the string. You slap it with that, and uh, it's not so much fun anymore. That can leave some welts. Yes, <laughs> I, it can. I know from experience, it does not feel very pleasant. <laughs> what do you think? And this might be kind of a kind of a odd question, but what do you think is the biggest life lesson you've learned from archery, or that someone else could learn from archery? Uh, patience and persistence. Uh, I think that's one of the keys to archery. Is uh, being patient and taking your time, easing into that shot, and being persistent. It takes a lot of practice to be good. Some people are more fortunate than others in being able to go out there and have the natural ability. Mm -hmm. But I think all people can do fairly well if you just take your time and be patient with it. And work on form is the biggest thing. Yep. People form is very important. People who slack at form tend to get frustrated faster. So putting in the time and the diligence to you know perfect that and make the most out of it, I think, goes a long way into becoming a good archer and in life you know you got to work at everything and i think that is important um on the flip side what do you think is the biggest challenge you face in archery like if you i know a lot of people talk about target panic and stuff like that have you ever experienced that or is there anything that you've faced as a challenge that um has been difficult for you in archery uh yeah target panic is definitely one that uh, has set in for me a couple years ago i was really struggling with it and i had to switch releases i went from a trigger release to a back tension release um that has been some adjustment to get used to it's very difficult in the beginning but i think it's definitely helped me improve as an archer building off that little off off script question if someone's just getting started say they're looking at buying their first release would you recommend they start with the back tension to build that right away or start with the trigger because it's a little bit more intuitive um that's a good question um from an economic standpoint i'm gonna say a trigger um but i think a good way to learn is with back tension the problem is back tension releases tend to be very expensive you're talking probably low end 150 high end you know three four hundred dollars uh, for the fancy back tension releases uh, and you can get a trigger release for 20 bucks at walmart or whatever 
I mean, it's not going to be the greatest or whatever, but it's a lot less lower buried to entry as yeah. far as a financial output. Yeah. Um, yes, you can get bad habits of slapping that trigger, and it's hard to get rid of that. Um, but I think for a financial entry, as much as I would love to say start out with a bank tension, if that's not a financial feasible option for you, I think it's fine going with a trigger. So it shouldn't be a turn away if you can't get a back tension when you're starting. But no. if it is an option, you should look into it. Yeah, if you can financially afford it, yeah, back tension is going to be the great way of avoiding those bad habits and developing better form. Okay, absolutely. Kind of a, a personal question. What is your? Do you have a bucket list for archery slash archery hunting? <laughs> like are there things that you want to do in your life that, that would be a little bit more... I don't know, extravagant maybe, uh, maybe something target-related, maybe something hunting-related, or a little bit of both? Um, I have not done target field archery yet, and that's just definitely something I want to try. It just seems like my summers uh, don't accommodate the time that I would need <laughs> to get into that, um, but I would love to try that. Um, as far as in the hunting perspective, I would love to try elk with a bow. That's just definitely something I would like to have on my bucket list. That is something on my bucket list as well, going after elk and mule deer with bow. Um, and that's definitely something I'd love to go after with you. Um, and I want to do, for my personal bucket list, I also want to do um, the Total Archery Challenge, which is a is a 3D course that travels around the state and is usually at like ski resorts. And they ski lift you up to the top and you work your way down and shoot in insane distances <laughs> for archery uh, but it's definitely something that piques my interest and i think would be a lot of fun and very challenging so um that's kind of my bucket list but yes hopefully we will record a podcast someday soon and it will be us out west chasing elk um with our bows because that is definitely on my bucket list too that would be awesome um so transitioning into the other side of this podcast the um photo video side of it do you have any experience at all with photo and video <laughs> Uh, pretty much none <laughs> um i think the biggest thing that comes to mind for me is that you used to build your own trail cameras and that's probably about as close as it gets <laughs> yes uh trail cams is one thing filming your hunts is something totally different uh that's where i was going and that's none um <laughs> as far as the trail cameras yeah years back uh there was a bunch of us on some hobby boards and uh we got into taking digital cameras and tearing them apart and making our own uh, deer cameras so it was a lot of fun yeah. So since you haven't really gotten into filming your hunts or really tried it at all, what do you, what do you think are your biggest reservations to trying it or doing it? Um, I guess for me, the thought of dragging extra equipment along with me yeah. is kind of a turnoff. Um, in addition, I often feel like if there is an opportunity for a shot, I don't have the time to mess with the cameras and get all that gear in first. Uh, before I'm ready for the shot. I feel like I barely have time now to get off a shot if I have a nice opportunity. Yeah. So the self-filming side of it, you think, would just be a little bit too much work every time you go out into the woods? Yes, I'm hoping uh, as I gain more patience in that department as well that maybe <laughs> I can start to pick that up a little bit. I know that's one of your favorite things to do. I well. love it. It would be some excellent content to have Big Todd in the tree getting some video for me, but... I understand. I know it is a lot of work, and you're lugging a bunch of stuff around, and it just adds another problem, you know, another another number in the equation that has to line up right, and there are times when you can't even get a bow in the right place to shoot a deer, let alone a camera and a bow. Um, so I totally understand, um, and I know we on our properties that we hunt, we really don't have a setup for a cameraman setup 
for two people. So um, I understand it's difficult and it's been hard for me too. And I've missed a lot of opportunities on deers because, because of it, but it is something that I love and enjoy. Um, but maybe we'll get you into it. Maybe this season we'll send you out with like a GoPro or something to start simple and strap it to your bow. So you just got to turn it on. I think that'd be a good, good place to start for you. Yeah. I think that'd be, that would be a good place for me to start. And uh, I think I'd be open to trying that sometime. So for other people who want to get into it, speaking from someone who, who doesn't do it, what do you think is the biggest inhibitor for people who want to film their hunts? Um, maybe lack of knowledge of what equipment they need in order to film their hunts. Um, being able to set it up because the camera arm and all that stuff on the tree. I think it's probably uh, detracts from uh, kind of a keep it simple on the hunt thing and not drag all the extra with you. Yeah, so from someone who doesn't film, what do you think is necessary to start filming? Um, like, like, give me like the five first five things that come to your head that you think you need. Well, need a good camera yep. and probably a camera arm and strap to attach to the tree yeah. so you have a swing arm and nobody will move it around i think those are the big items i'd like to try something more of a camera at the end of the bow uh, not dealing with the camera arm on the tree starting out simple like that yep but i'm not sure what type of camera to get or how you would start that you go with a gopro uh, would it be good to have a digital camcorder um, to me i like the extra zoom yep uh, what options you need there um, if you want to get more into it and more expertise, how you're going to mic up and all that stuff. And that's yeah, where I don't want to do I definitely think there are a lot. And then there are people who are willing to just do the GoPro and, you know, just for showing friends or whatever. And for some reason, I like to try to kill myself. And I film with a DSLR for years, which means I'm changing lenses, bringing multiple lenses. You know, I have a shotgun microphone. I bring all that stuff out into the woods, which is psycho for someone trying to self-film. But... It's been a lot of fun. I enjoy the extra challenge. Um, it's probably why I haven't killed a buck in three and a half years. But, you know, maybe this year will be different. Maybe I just need a dumb one to come through. It's got bigger horns and a little bit older. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think I think there is a, a stigma that there's lots that you need to get into it. And, and to an extent that is true, if you if you really want to go for it and put on like TV production stuff, there's obviously a lot that needs to go into it. But if you just want to capture it, and I think the biggest thing is like reviewing shots, like in your head, it could be a perfect shot, but being able to watch it back, you can really get a different view and angle of how it is. And all you need to do that is a GoPro on the, on a stabilizer or on a head mount or something like that. And you can get a feel for where your shot was. And I think that's really important too. And learn from stuff and monitor deer and have a history log of the deer you've encountered and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that is really cool. And all that would really be a, is a GoPro for people who want to start. Uh, obviously, you can go as high up into DSLRs or professional cameras or whatever. But I think if someone wanted to get started, a GoPro would be an option. And then it would be a camera arm and a camcorder if you wanted to step up from that. So I think you're on the right pace. And maybe this year we'll try to send you out with a camera arm and a camcorder and see what you can get. I think that'd be funny. I'd watch. So in your free time, I know you don't have like any, but do you watch hunting videos at all? As much as I do enjoy them, I really don't take a lot of time to watch them. No. Any particular reason why you don't? Just like a waste of time or not interesting enough or what do you think it is? I think uh, just lack of time. Yeah. I think that's a fair answer. And I think a lot of people have that too when you're trying to work and everything and you don't really have time to just sit and watch hunting videos so do you enjoy them when you get to watch them is there any like videos that really do catch your attention or is it just kind of you know something you enjoy doing rather than watching 
Oh, I absolutely enjoy it. And when I walk around the house and you had the video on something, I'll definitely pause and watch for a while with you. Um, so I definitely do enjoy watching them. It's just not something that I've taken a lot of time to do myself. Well, that leads me into the last question here I have today, which is probably the most important one. Um, and I want your honest opinion. What do you think of my hunting videos? Oh, I love them. Um, of course, I'm biased being your dad. I think it's awesome. And I really enjoy that. Uh, but I enjoy that uh, it's realistic hunting scenarios and getting to see what you see and getting to see the shots that you make. And I think it's a learning thing for both of us uh, if you make a not perfect shot. Uh, and also it helps us for if we have to track a deer, knowing where the deer is, uh, how the deer are responding, um, the types of deer that are out there. But I really enjoy having you film your hunts. <laughs> Um, well, that's all the questions I have. Do you have any questions for, for me or um, anything else you want to say on the podcast here today? I just want to say that I'm very proud of you and that uh, I really enjoy your videos that you do and uh, looking forward to hearing more podcasts that you create. Well, perfect. Thank you for coming on, Big Todd. It was a pleasure having you. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we will um, we'll catch you next time. Please stand by for a word from our sponsors. We don't have any of those yet, so cancel that. You can go. Goodbye. <laughs>